Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Why'd you wait so long to call that kick return play? Um, no, but, uh, but what, how, what was different? I'm mean, Braden being out there is a little bit different. Um, was there anything different about it? Well, you know, a couple things about it. Um, we actually had that particular return called on the first one, too, that was a, a touchback. Um, you know, we just thought throughout the course of the week as we evaluated our own personnel um, against what we were trying to get accomplished on that return, um, that Braden would give us a, a really good opportunity because that, that was a difficult single block that he had on, on uh, the guy that, that he was responsible for. Um, as we count it, it's the, the R5, you know, as we count from outside in. Um, and we knew that, that that block could be the, the difference between it being a touchdown and just potentially just a solid return. And uh, he did a phenomenal job. You know, he's been on that return unit uh, for us um, all year long, more in a, a reserve role. Um, but every week he's out there uh, practicing, he's prepared. And, you know, when we, when we needed him to go do it and go execute, he did, he did a tremendous job. And I think that just kind of speaks to, you know, who he is and, and kind of what he's all about as, as a player and how he's, he's impacted this program. For someone like Deuce, who obviously has a ton of athleticism, kind of trying to find ways to use him and to utilize it to get that like shot of confidence. I guess what what does that mean for him potentially going forward? I mean, Deuce, you know, when, when you know he has an opportunity to have the ball in his in his hands, especially in open field, and that being a a field return uh, where speed is is critical. Um, you know, he was he was the the in my mind and and coach's mind the the best suited for for that role and responsibility. And um, you know, we talked about it through the course of the week like. You're going to hit it, and uh, you know there was there was really never um, a doubt that if we got the right kick, and uh, obviously we had to do a, a good job blocking, which the guys did a tremendous job, that he would have the ability to to take it to the, to the house, and um, he you know he he never slowed down, and um, you know I, I thought he did a tremendous job. I think there was a punt. I think it was in the second or third quarter where um, Keon Coleman kind of fielded it. And he was um, he went down, but also got hit. Was that one of those that you kind of want him to call a fair catch on, the judging the space and like you know, um, seeing like, don't take the extra hit when you don't need it. The real the real deep one that he caught over his shoulder. Yeah. Um, you know, I think I think those are sometimes tricky to fair catch because he's he's tracking the ball in that situation and and you know give credit to Duke. We said going into the game that there was a top two punters um, in the league that were going at it and they did a really good job in terms of how they affect a field position in their punt game. But I thought Keon did a good job fielding it. You know, like I said, I trust his judgment and um, you know I I'm never going to tell him when to or when not to. 
because I do trust who he is, um, and he's got to make that decision, and I want him to be confident in it. Like we coach, we'll always coach him during the week on on specific situations. But if he feels like it's time to go make a play, uh, I trust who he is and 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 his judgment in those situations. How does Wake Forest's offense, the slow mesh, and the uniqueness uniqueness of it mess with defensive ends and timing? I think the the challenge of it is, you know, for one, the uniqueness of it, um, that it's different from the week to week, um, you know, offensive schemes, especially in the run game that you typically see. It's hard to replicate. It's hard to simulate. So it's it's going to be a, a really uh, good challenge for our, our scout units um, to give the best look that they could possibly give. And then from a from a defensive line perspective, I think the the most important thing is that you maintain your gap integrity. You know, sometimes that slow mesh. Uh, lures you kind of out of your gap because you feel like you know you, it's time to go get off the block because that that mental clock that you always have in terms of how fast you need to get off blocks is kind of triggered and um, you know you just got to do a great job with gap responsibility and owning your gap and um, you know it, it's it's going to be one of those things that we've now gone against it a couple years and uh, hopefully we're we're you know going to be a little bit more um, confident and and how to play against it than we have in the past. Two quick ones. First, is that Duke kid the best punter that's ever lived? I mean, that was incredible. Did y'all know he had – I mean, obviously he was one of the best punters in the country, but those were missiles he was hitting. Yeah, no, he had a tremendous night. And we knew he was really good going into it, um, you know. And, and uh, you know, on, on and that evening he really went out and executed well. He did a good job. Um, and, and I thought, like I said, I thought Keon did a good job of fielding all the ones that he could to limit any extra role that could, could be there. And that's a big play to him catch it over his shoulder, right? Most kids would let that bounce, and then it could go out at the one-yard line. Exactly. No, it, I thought it was good that he fielded it. And then what goes into – because Rodney started the game as the kick returner. So without, I guess, revealing any secrets, if there are any, what goes into Deuce being out there sometimes and Rodney being out there sometimes? Um, you know, for that specific game, and that's not necessarily going to be the case going forward, so I don't necessarily feel like it would be giving anything away. We wanted Deuce to be in there when we ran that particular return that we ran, and we wanted Rodney in there when we were, were running other ones. Um, so that was really kind of what led to that. We typically don't do that, um, so I don't, I don't really feel like I I'm, I'm, would be giving anything away. But we did feel like Deuce gave us an opportunity. Uh, I think Rodney would have given us a tremendous opportunity as well, but Deuce gave us the opportunity on that field return to hit it quick. And, um, you know, obviously he did a great job. It's probably a better question for Coach Norvell, um, but we had other stuff to get to. Uh, when the, the play where they end up forcing you guys to call the timeout on the fourth when they act like the offense was going to go for it, um, can you just talk us through, like, what happens in those circumstances, like deciding whether to send out the, the, you know, which unit? And then also, was there ever a scenario where they would have been able to snap the ball without you guys calling timeout first? The, the TV made it feel like like the referee helped them by holding it, but a timeout could have been called any time. Well, you know, a couple things about that. You know, I, I think um, after the incomplete on the third down play, um, I think there was a little bit probably on our end of an assumption that they were going to punt the ball in that situation midfield. Um, you know, there was no exchange of our personnel. We didn't send the pump pressure unit out there, and you know, we weren't really calling for the for the defense to come off. It was kind of like a reaction to the to the um, to the third down play, which um, now is a great teaching moment for us on Sunday to talk about. You cannot leave the field obviously until you get called off the field. Um, in terms of of the referees and how they handled it, um, and whether a timeout was needed, to my 
knowledge, they did not substitute. If they did not substitute, they'd be able to snap the ball. If they did sub, they have to give us time to sub, and the referee would stand over the ball. My, to be, I did not take my eyes over there to see whether they had a substitution or not, but if they didn't, they would have been able to snap the ball. And we, you know, taking a timeout was, in my opinion, the, the right thing to do to make sure we had the correct personnel on the field. But there's no scenario they would have built a snap that with nobody. They could do that against calling timeout. I think by letter of the law, they probably could have. I mean, I, I think they probably could have. I don't know why they, they couldn't be able to if we had all of our people off the field and there was no reason for all of our people to be off the field. I don't know, though. I've never, I've never seen that actually play out, but um, I, I think they probably could have. Oh, absolutely. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. It would never have happened because Coach would have called timeout. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. We're asking the, the crazy ones today. When a kick returner does the, like, puts his fist out, like extends, is that a, could he then catch the ball and run with it? Is that a fair catch signal? Because oh, it doesn't you're seem like draw me into the, uh, the Iowa, the Minnesota. Um, so they returner specifically. So they go through some of the parameters. The referees uh, typically do a really, really good job before the game, especially in games that are during the day when there's some sun out, of going through what they're going to look at as a fair catch and what they wouldn't. Because uh, sometimes you're putting your hand up there because there's a glare from the sun that you're just trying to, to block out. So they talk about keeping your, your hands down below your shoulders. Um, the arms to the side, to me, is not a signal for a fair catch. I've seen people do it to try to deke people into slowing down and then run a return. I've never seen that called as a, as a, uh, as a signal for a fair catch. Um, but I think it has to do with, with where your arms are at. I mean, obviously, waving anything above your shoulder is going to be called a fair catch. Anything low to your side, you're probably good to go with, just like I think you're low, good to point at a ball that's on the ground and then return it. I think where it gets gray is when it gets kind of up in here what that is. And at the end of the day, it's, it's a rule that's put in to protect uh, returners. And, um, you know, I, think, I don't think referees are ever trying to, to hurt anybody by calling it. Um, I think it's just, you know, sometimes hands get out. And we had one with Micah last year um, where, you know, he said he was blocking the sun. It looked to me like he might have thrown his hand up. And those are, those are tough judgments because you don't know intent of what the receiver or returner is trying to do. I know when you guys are on defense, there's like a punt alert yell on the sideline on third down. When you guys are on offense, is Mike communicating on a headset that, if it's fourth and if we're better than five yards on this next play, we're gonna we're gonna go for it on fourth down. And how alert do you have to be in, in, in Ryan's mindset to know when he's gonna be used or Alex is gonna have to punt? Oh no, that's a great question. So I have the capability on my headsets to be on both sides of the ball. So anytime it goes to third down, I go to the offensive side of the headset and there is some discussion of whether this is four down territory or or potentially not. Either way, like in a, in a third and five scenario, either way we're going to have the kick units ready. Because if we take a negative play, then we certainly might be in a position where we're going we're gonna, to uh, punt it or kick a field goal. If it's a positive play but we don't get the first down, that's obviously where the decisions come into play. And that's where you know, I'm listening on the headset for, for a coach to make a call on a uh, game situation, whether it's a go for it situation or whether we're going to send out one of our kicking units.